This is a podcast by Wellhaus Church, where we take a closer look and dig a little deeper into this week's sermon. What's going on, Bible nerds? We are talking about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, so let's take a closer look. Let's do it. This is, like, arguably my favorite passage in the entire Bible. It's a good one. I really love this text. I've loved it for a long time. Um, And honestly, I couldn't tell you why before. Um, now I think I know pretty, pretty clearly why it's my favorite, but it was always kind of my favorite and it was always my favorite even before I knew what a eunuch was, Mm. you know, I honestly, I don't think I knew what a eunuch was until like game of Thrones. I I actually think, I think same, uh, and I'd read this text before I'd even preached this text before, Yeah, but I don't think I really knew what a eunuch was. Yeah. I never stopped to look it up. Hmm. Um, and if you don't know, a eunuch is someone who was born with male genitalia and some degree of that genitalia has been chopped off. Yeah. Um, suspect about how much of it was chopped off yet, like not always clear, but definitely something gets cut. Yeah. Uh, in order to be a eunuch, it does affect testosterone levels. M- biologically born men begin to look much more feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, they are definitely the ancient world's sexual other. And that can also come through choices made and choices not made. Um, that can be done to them or done for them. Correct. They they can choose to have that done, which did happen. People did choose to do that mm-hmm. um, for many reasons. Some people chose to do it because they wanted to. Others chose to do it because they wanted to work in the queen's court. Mm-hmm. And only eunuchs were allowed to work in the queen's court because they could not rape her. Um, but yet they were still male body types and so they were larger they could defend her all those kinds of things so very common for eunuchs to be in the queen's court so sometimes they would do it for advancement like that Mm -hmm. um lots of times people did not get to pick if they were going to be a eunuch or not um they just were and what i mean by that is somebody chose that for them as you said it earlier um, lots of times people didn't get a choice in this and it just happened yeah. um, through oppression and lots of other things. But so there's definitely that piece of it. And then you could also become a eunuch. Man, honestly, this is a really long list of all the ways that you could become a eunuch. I'm not sure I want to spend all the time detailing them out, but Let's just say eunuchs are definitely looked down upon in society for some kind of way. Oh, yeah. They could hold high offices. Like the character we're going to be introduced to holds a very high office, very wealthy, very intelligent person, but definitely another of society. Yeah. So the story goes that 
An angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get up and go towards the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a wilderness road. So he got up and went. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch. Now, Ethiopia um, is not much of a like nationally prominent nation today. But historically, Ethiopia has been very powerful at different points. Um, and they had a lot of money. They were also called the Cushites in the Bible times. Um, very strong warriors, very wealthy. They have all the things. And the thing that I want to point out here, first of all, the text says, so he got up and went. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the, of the Candace, queen of Ethiopians. Luke did not have to say that he was a eunuch. Yeah. He could have said an Ethiopian court official of the queen. Mm -hmm. He did not. He chose to include that he was a eunuch. Yeah. Why do you think... We talked about this in our gathering today. Why do you think Luke did that? Why do I think that Luke chose to point him out as a eunuch? I think because it... Um, I think when Luke points out the Ethiopian eunuch as a eunuch, it, it he's trying to point out that there is something different about this person that isn't accepted in other places, or this is a person that has been oppressed, or that has maybe chose this but is still like looked down upon. He is the other, which we know that Luke's gospel was written for the outcast, and I think Luke is trying to highlight that this guy is has been treated poorly by society. Yeah, by that. saying that. Yeah, that. I think that's Luke. Luke is the writer, the gospel writer, the gospel to the vulnerable, the gospel to the outcast, to the unwanted. Um, it makes perfect sense that the eunuch would be included as a like a descriptor of this person. Yeah. Um, it's also so interesting why the text unfolds the way it unfolds. So he got up and went. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship. And was returning home, seated in his chariot. He was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over to this chariot and join it. So Philip ran up to it and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. Excuse me. He asked, do you understand what you are reading? He replied, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. I love that. Do you understand what you're reading? Not, hey, let me explain that to you. Yeah. No, no. man, no mansplaining in this one. Uh-uh. No, it's just like, hey, tell me your thoughts on that. Yeah. Do you understand this? Yeah. What, what, what's, what's happening in there? How are you interpreting that? And notice how he responds. How, how can I if no one leads me? Right. Yeah. I mean, 
if if you walk up and go, hey man, let me teach you about that. No. <laughs> Who are you? I did not ask for yeah. your opinions. Yeah. Absolutely not. But instead, he goes up and says, do you understand? He asks a question. Yeah. He's not being invasive. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's guarding boundaries. He just goes up. He's following what the Spirit of the Lord is telling him to do. And he says, hey, do you understand what you're reading? And that opens up this much more comprehensive dialogue yeah. where the Ethiopian replies, how can I unless someone guides me? And I love the way he said that. I said it in my story yesterday. He did not say unless someone teaches me. He did not say unless someone indoctrinates me. Yep. He did not say any such nonsense. What he said was, unless someone guides me. And that differentiation matters to me. Yeah. It's a big deal. I mean, I think for me, at least, that means he was feeling some sort of way about that. About that. About that text. Isaiah 53, right? Um, Or 55. I think it's 53. It's 53. I don't remember exactly. Um, whatever it is. Um, he feels some type of way about this text, and he's like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. And how many people walk into the church saying that? Like, I don't know what to do with this thing. This book that is seemingly racist and oppressive and all these things, I don't know what to do with this. How do I know what to do with this unless somebody shows me? Shows, like, guides me. Rather, guides me. That's the, the words there that are using. And guide is a very important word because it's not showing the way. It is a genuine, like, let me help you get there. Yeah, it's a, hey, let me point you in the right direction. You kind of go on your way, but really, you're driving this train. I'm along for yes. the ride. I'm here to make sure you we're don't do anything in the, stupid. We're in the passenger seat. Correct. You driving. Correct. You driving. That's the difference. If I'm teaching, I'm driving. If I'm guiding, somebody else is driving. Yeah. Um, or somebody else is at least dictating yeah. what's happening. Um, my country bells are going off going, no, when I pay a guide, he drives. but I did look it up. He is reading from the scroll of Isaiah, Isaiah 53. Um, This is what the text says. Verse 32. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this, like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter and like a lamb silent before its shearers. So he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. Do you remember all of Isaiah 53, the most famous parts? Uh, I, I remember lots of it. What are you asking about specifically? Do you remember the Bible song we had to memorize and 
the Sunday s- school? The song? No, I don't remember the song. This is what the whole of it says. For he grew up before him like a young plant, like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by others, a man of suffering and acquainted with infirmity, and as one from whom others hide their faces. He was despised, and we held him of no account." Surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases. Yet we accounted him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole, and by his bruises we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have all turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and was he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By a perversion of justice, he was taken away. Who could have imagined his future? For he was cut off from the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. They made his grave with the wicked and his tomb with the rich. Although he had done no violence, and there was no deceit in his mouth. That's mm. what that's what the Ethiopian is reading. It's very clearly about Jesus. It's very clearly about Jesus. The Ethiopian clearly has a scroll of Isaiah. There in 53, 55, 58, 60, and 61, all fantastic chapters all pointing to Jesus. Jesus himself in his first sermon in Luke chapter 4 reads from the scroll of Isaiah, chapter 61. I think all of this is setting you up to have all of that in mind. Now, Clayton, what have I been calling this character? The Ethiopian. Mm -hmm. What does Luke call him in verse 34? The eunuch. Any thoughts on why? He's trying to point out his, he is driving, his other. He is driving that home. Yeah. It's not a one-time description. It's the identity of this person and the way that Luke is telling the story. Yeah. And I don't think that's like happenstance. So the text says, The eunuch asked Philip, About whom, may I ask you, does the prophet say this? About himself or about someone else? Then Philip began to speak, and starting with this scripture, he proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus. So they were going along the road. They came to some water, and the eunuch said, The what? He said, Look, here is water. No, the what? The eunuch. The The eunuch. The eunuch said, look, here is water. What is to prevent me from being baptized? Verse 38, he commanded the chariot to stop. Both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down into the water and Philip baptized him.
I think it's important that I point this out because it's it's brought up by the Ethiopian that he wants someone to guide him. Mm-hmm. And Philip obliges. Yeah. Philip is not pushy. And so when the text says, look, here's water. What prevents me from being baptized? Most translations have some kind of footnote right there. If you notice, it skips from verse 36 to 38. Verse 37 is missing in most actual texts. And verse 37 says, And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. The reason it's not included in most texts is because we know it's later additions in the manuscripts. Mm-hmm. Like we know the scribes are adding that. The only reason I bring it up is because it's important for me that you, reader, hearer, know that even back then, they're trying to make people believe and confess certain things. It's always been this way. Mm-hmm. Even when we don't want to. Even when the text doesn't make us. Mm-hmm. People have wanted to draw those lines. And so this is another example of it. Um, kudos to us for having great manuscript evidence to realize it and go back to the true text. Uh, us being modern society, not us sitting here. But correct. Us being modern day translators, archaeologists with the manuscript evidence we have. Yeah. Scholars, those kinds of us. So when we get to 38, the text says he commanded the chariot to stop. Both of them, Philip and the eunuch, once again, driving it home. He does not have to continue calling him that. Yeah. I've been calling him the Ethiopian. It's a very acceptable way to talk about him. The court official, what a, they got plenty of options. Yeah. Luke continues to call him the eunuch. Yeah. He is driving that home. Yeah. He commanded the chariot to stop, and both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down into the water, and Philip mm. baptized him. That's big, homeboy. In the ancient world, in the early church, people baptized immediately because baptism was associated with the giving of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Remember in Jesus' baptism scene, that when he's baptized, a voice comes from heaven and says, this is my beloved son whom in whom I am well pleased. And the spirit descended upon him like a dove. Yeah. And immediately goes into the wilderness to be tempted. Baptism is associated with the giving of the Holy Spirit. Acts is the book about the giving of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The fact that Philip baptizes him this is full acceptance into the community. Yeah. And I love that the Ethiopian eunuch says, what prevents me? As if he expects some barrier to be there. Mm. And Philip says, let's do it. Stop the chariot. Let's go home, boy. Yeah. And so they go down there and he baptizes him. Verse 39. 
When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus. He was passing through the region. He proclaimed the good news to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. And that's the end of Philip's story for the most part. Yep. He just snatches him. God just snatches him away. Mm-hmm. Teleports out. Teleports out. Yeah. Just not there anymore. I think there's a lot of reasons that that could have happened. We talked about a couple of different ones in our gathering today. One of them is I do think it could simply be so that the Ethiopian had a miracle to point to to go back to Ethiopia with. Mm-hmm. If they had, how do you know? Well, look at this miracle we saw. Look at this supernatural stuff I saw. Yeah. Um, but I also think there's something to it that this is a man, this Ethiopian has to go back to Ethiopia with a message of Jesus. It's not really tainted by any other culture. Mm. He gets to craft it to his own. <clears throat> yeah. He gets to craft it to the Ethiopian people. Yeah. Philip doesn't do anything except proclaim a message of Jesus to him. So he gets to go on about his merry way. I think the beauty of Philip going away is that it really is like you, Mm. this Ethiopian, this eunuch, this other of society, you and the Holy Spirit, you now have are more than capable of taking this message to Ethiopia to spread the message of the gospel to those people without me having to teach you. I think that the guide metaphor, I think it reigns supreme in this story. And I think, you know, I talked about it on a closer look. Uh, I mean, in my story, um, on Instagram a few weeks ago, I put out uh, talking about this text, and I said, um, the Bible makes space for the others of society. Perhaps it's us that don't, and then we blame it on the Bible. Yeah. Because this book will do whatever you want it to. Yep. If you want it to liberate people, it will. If you want it to oppress people, it will. Um, unfortunately, there are too many people that want it to oppress and they overlook or find ways to read stories like this in ways that don't liberate when I think they very clearly do. Yeah. The Bible makes space for others in society. We should too. <laughs>